IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. It was a whirlwind of a week of celebration for 2021 NTT IndyCar Series champion Alex Pillow of Chip Ganassi Racing, culminating with the IndyCar victory lap at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum on Friday night, October 1st. The 24-year-old driver from Spain was honored for his first series championship along with team owner Chip Ganassi, team manager Barry Wanzer, and chief mechanic Ricky Davis, who won the IndyCar Championship Chief Mechanic Award presented by Pennzoil. The winning team was awarded with the Astor Cup. Scott McLaughlin of Team Penske was honored for winning the IndyCar Rookie of the Year Award. McLaughlin produced five top 10 finishes, including second place in the Genesis 300 at Texas Motor Speedway in his first oval race in the number three PPG Team Penske Chevrolet. Other award winners at the ceremony included Takuma Sato of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing for the Tag Heuer Don't Crack Under Pressure Award for advancing the most cumulative places during the season. Also, Honda Performance Development took home the IndyCar Manufacturer's Award for the fourth consecutive season. HPD President David Salters accepted the IndyCar Manufacturer's Award. Team Penske driver Joseph Newgarden finished the season second in the standings, 38 points behind champion Pelot. He was honored for his runner-up finish. Pato Award of Mexico finished third in points, 62 behind the champion, and was also honored at the victory lap. Let's start off this edition of Pit Pass Indy with the champion, Alex Pillow, who talks about some of the more interesting aspects of his championship week. I interviewed Pillow from the red carpet at a very noisy victory lap celebration last Friday. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy once again is the champion, Alex Pillow, Chip Ganassi Racing. You've had a few days now to let the championship sink in. Has it sunk in yet, or are you still trying to feel your way out as a series champion? I think I'm 90% there. Um, I mean, we had lots of days uh, talking to lots of media, talking to the family, talking to the friends, and celebrating. So, yeah, I think it, it's much better than on Sunday. On Sunday, I was like, oh, what's going on today? But, uh, yeah, I'm super happy, super proud of the work we did, and um, it feels even better than what I thought before. When we last spoke, it was midday the day after the championship in Long Beach. You had a long list of media opportunities that you had to do. 
what all did you do that day? What time did it end? And what did you have to do the rest of the week? Man, that day started at 7.30 a.m. in the morning. So the day after uh, winning the championship, they I had a media thing at 7.30 a.m. And I was like, for real? Um, but yeah, that was real. And I think that they ended up like around 5, 6 p.m. Then I had to fly back to Indy and been doing media since now. What was the most fun media opportunity you had to take part? You know that, uh, riding, doing a media interview inside a chicken limo and then driving it around IMS Oval and Road Course. So, yeah, that was pretty special. So now you're either Mr. Chicken or you need to go watch the movie Stroker 8. Okay, I'll do it. Yes. I don't know. And anybody that's ever seen that movie knows why there's a good difference in that movie. But getting back to your championship. He has some clothes. You're going to be part of immortality. You're going to be part of that list of drivers from here on out. What does that mean? <laughs> that means a lot just because you said it. Um, we're going to be part of, of the list forever. Like, they are never going to take that name away. I'm still going to be the first Spanish driver to ever be an IndyCar champion. And that's super special. I, I think I don't really know what it means just because it's even more than what I think at the moment. But uh, it's super special to share a place with all these big names and hopefully we can do it again. Going back to the chicken limo, for a lot of our listeners who may not have been familiar with the backstory of it, what day was it? How did it happen? That was on Wednesday, if I remember correctly, um, and it was just an interview, and suddenly they show up with a chicken limo, and I was like, what? <laughs> so obviously I was super happy about that. It's super funny, I think, uh, something special. And we just did a, an interview inside, and then we did some laps around IMS, and it was really, really good. You're the first driver to win a championship in Chip's 10 car since Dario Franchitti in 2011. The fact that Dario was part of your program on the timing stand, I wasn't how sure special I was that to have that symmetry between you and him? Oh, and I think that's really, really special. And I always said since the beginning, uh, Dario is a big, big part of my success this year. Um, he's been helping me a lot. He's been teaching me a lot of good stuff that he knows from, uh, from his experience. And it's been amazing to share teams with him. Absolutely. You said you're 90% of the way through celebrating the championship. What have you learned in your 90%? <laughs> I learned that uh, it's a pretty big deal, um, especially what made me think that was um, the welcoming in Spain. Like normally, as I always said, Spain was not super good on media, like showing IndyCar, but uh, I have to say they stepped up and, and they did a really good job lately. So um, yeah, learned, learned some good stuff. How many young aspiring Alex Pelosi do you see out there in Spain that want to follow in your footsteps? I think that's a really good thing about it, right? Um, they they never had a champion here in the U.S. Um, in IndyCar, and hopefully now they, they see that it's not only possible to race here, but also to be a champion. When is Alex Pelosi going to finally get to take some time off? And where are you going to go? I have no idea yet. I have some simulator next week, some testing with Firestone the following week, and I have some more stuff, but hopefully mid-November, and I'll go to Spain, celebrate with my family, and maybe I'll do a small vacation somewhere. And have you heard from the folks in Spain? What was their reaction to your champion? Yeah, I heard a lot, um, especially my family, obviously. They are super, super happy and proud, everybody that's been helping me there since I was a kid. Um, but the media is 
as I said, they've been stepping up and giving us really good content. Alex Below, you've been all of the champion. Congratulations on an outstanding 2021 NTT IndyCar Series Championship season. Thank you for joining us again on Fit Pass Indy. Thank you so much, Chris. Next up is Pato Award, who spent most of the season in second place and was Pelot's primary challenger until Joseph Newgarden jumped him in the standings in the final race of the season. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Pato Award of Aero McLaren SP. Pato, you gave it a great fight. Unfortunately, first lap incident with Ed Jones pretty much cast the die the way the championship was going to go. I know you were upset about that. Are you still upset? How long is it taking you to kind of get over the missed opportunity that, that you had? No, man, I, I'm into next year already. I'm looking forward to, to the start of the season in February. And um, honestly, just looking forward to finding answers that we've been looking for all year. Just just making our, our race car better in, in, cert, in certain types of circuits. And then um, just having a shot at it again. You know, we, we do this to win races, win championships, and we fought for a title this year. Uh, we're, we're not the one that came out on top in the end, but um, that just means we, we have to work a little bit harder and get better so, so we can have a, a, a better position or, or, or a better, you know, to be in a better place to fight for it whenever the season does come to close. Even Alex Blow said the day after winning the championship that the one thing that he missed was having a chance to really get out there and race you all the way through the rest of the race for the title. And I know that would have really been a great way to cap the season, but as you sit back and look at the season that you've had, there's nothing for you to feel ashamed of. you got to feel like great and upbeat about yeah. the progress you've made. No, for sure. I think our season was fantastic. I'm a little... I wasn't very happy with our second half of the season where we, we, we just truly couldn't get things together. We we, we lacked uh, arriving to certain circuits, just not being on base. And then, um, you know, we, our last win was before we hit the halfway point of the season. So I feel like we definitely started the year like we wanted to, but we, we certainly didn't end it like we wanted to. And also to have Zach Brown, McLaren CEO, at both races at the end of the season shows you the level commitment that he has in the IndyCar program. How important was that? He's skipping Formula One races to come help you win. Yeah, honestly, I was a little bummed that he wasn't at any of my wins. I would have loved him to to experience at least one of them to to just you know be able to see him there in person and and, and give him a nice old big hug. But um, I guess it'll have to wait for next year. And um, I think he's proud. I think he's proud of what of, of what the team has has been able to to accomplish. I think he's proud of me. Um, and that's all we ask for. You know, we we wanna we, we wanna make our our. Our boss is proud, um, and and just yeah. When you think of the NTT IndyCar Series, there's always veteran drivers you think of, but this year the championship is decided between a, a 24-year-old, a 22-year-old. And a 30-year-old—that's pretty good. That shows that not only is youth being served, it's being showcased. Yeah, I think this year we saw a huge mix of of what's to come in IndyCar. I feel like the, the two guys that have been basically dominating the season, at least the last five six years, 
Uh, they were in the championship mix, but none of them won it. Um, one of the new guys did, and, and, and I was definitely in the mix of it with them as well. So I think that just shows that, that you know, the new generation is, is competitive and is here to, to win and challenge and not just uh, look at the, the veterans' rear wings. Everybody looks at the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach as a race for its very difficult task. Then here's Colton Herta, starts 14th, ends up getting back into the lead, losing 23 laps. What is it about that uh, where a driver was able to do something like that on a track where normally you're not supposed to be able to do much passing? I just think whenever, whenever your car's in sync with you and whenever your car is good, you're going to make it happen. Um, similar situation to when, when we had a chance to, to, to overtake people in Detroit. My car was strong, it was good, and, and I made it happen. I mean, whenever you, whenever you truly have, have a lot of trust in the car and you can just put it wherever you want is, is where you see the good racing and, and that's how you, how you make positions. And we had talked about this leading into the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, the value of the Hispanic community and the fact that you're a driver from Mexico. Did you feel a lot of that support over the weekend in Long Beach? Everybody coming out there to cheer you on? I did, I did. I, I felt it a lot, especially in driver intros. The, the, all the grandstands were full of paddle fans, and that made me really, really proud. And when you see all these paddle fans that are forming, do you think it's the way they love to see how aggressive you are on the track? That that's you're a charger of a race driver, and I think that's something that a lot of fans like to see these days. Yeah, I mean, I'm not quite sure. I haven't really asked them, but it, the guys that do come up to me and tell me why they're a fan, it's usually along the lines like that. Well, he almost won the championship this year, but keep an eye out on him in the 2022 NTT IndyCar Series Championship. Paddle Award, Aero McLaren Racing, Aero McLaren SP Racing. Congratulations on, a season, on the past season. Thank you for joining us on Pit Pass. Thank you very much. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or 
for household rentals. Download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Our next interview is a Team Penske double duo of second place Joseph Newgarden and IndyCar Rookie of the Year Scott McLaughlin of New Zealand. I interviewed both drivers shortly after they walked down the red carpet prior to the victory lap. Joining us now in Pit Pass Indy is a Team Penske double tandem, two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Joseph Newgarden and the Rookie of the Year, oh, the Scott McLaughlin, a three-time Australian supercar hey. champion. Oh, oh. You guys have this uh, debate here about uh, all the championships, but once again, you went into the last race of the season, Joseph, with a legitimate chance of winning the championship, and once again, you finished second in the title for the second year in a row. How important was that late season surge to get you motivated, not that you need any, but to help prepare you for next year? I was back-to-back disappointment, for sure, like like you mentioned. Um, but, you know, it, it, yeah, I guess to be serious, it was a, it was a good surge from us. Um, you know, to your point, we you know, we rallied as best as we could and had a had a great opportunity at, at you know, the last three rounds to try and win the championship, and ultimately just fell a little short. Um, just didn't find ourselves in the right position in Long Beach, but still proud of our effort. You know, to be in the fight and the conversation at the end of the year is the hardest thing to do, um, and we put ourselves in that position. So we'll focus on doing that again for the number two car next year. But do you realize, looking back at the race, how close you could have come to winning the championship? Because if Alex gets Swallowed up in that crash that Ed Jones had the Paddle Award. Now all of a sudden, look who's in a great spot. It would be Joseph Newgard. It would have been ideal, but you know it was very unlikely, right? You know we had to have everything go perfect, uh, including Alex having some misfortune and um, unfortunately it just didn't didn't work out. So you know we'll pick up the pieces, try and put ourselves in a better position next year, and um, hopefully have another another shot at a, another championship. And before letting you go, what was it like having Scott McLaughlin as a new teammate this year. He got off to a pretty fast start, especially that second place in Texas in one of the double header races. What was it like having him on the team and getting to enjoy that camaraderie with a new team member. Yeah, after Texas, we had to, we had to sort that out. <laughs> I wasn't going to fly, you know, finish it in front of us like that. Um, pretty embarrassing, you know, our first oval of the year, getting whooped by the roadie, um, Mr. Scotty. No, it is a real privilege, to be honest with you. Uh, we were all very excited for Scott to come over here. We, we had tested with him. Um, we knew how capable he was. And to me, he's the most impressive individual that's run this championship this year. You know, he's, he's the one person that had zero open wheel experience uh, in, a, in a top level open wheel championship in the world with the best open wheel racers there are. Um, so for me, it's 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 really fun to be able to be close to him and you know see how he actually works and see his professionalism. And I think he had a task that was more difficult than probably anyone's had in IndyCar in a long time outside of someone like Jimmy Johnson. And um, you know he's shown that he's a real professional. He's gonna he's gonna go. He's going to go places, I think, in this sport. So we're excited for next year and, and to see what we can do with the team. And before we turn the microphone over to Scott, Simon Pagenaud had his last race with the team. He's moving on to Meyer Shank Racing, where he's going to join another former Team Penske teammate of yours, Elio Castroneves. A little bit bittersweet, a little bit sad when a teammate moves on. Yeah, it's always tough. You know, we got very used to Simon being around and having the 
you know, Will Power being Simon Show, and he was always a huge contributor, and you know, it was a great teammate, really, really was. So it'll be um, sad to not have him around, but you know, excited that we still have the cast of characters that we do in the in the shop and at the track, and um, we'll move forward. Joseph Newgarden, as we turn the microphone over to Scott McLaughlin, Rookie of the Year, congratulations on a fast finish of the season and getting that second place in the standings. I paid him for that comment too. Yeah, yeah, you know that one. Lots of money. Yeah, yeah, big money. So in Australia, Scott, yeah. as they say, uh, you looked at your rookie season and it was theme Scott Discovers America. So yep. what did you discover that, about and, America, specifically the MTT IndyCard series? That's <laughs> well, the hardest, that was probably the hardest year of my life. Uh, the, the series is so competitive, so many world-class drivers um, and the tracks that we've raced on and I've dreamt of racing on since I was a kid and, and to be able to race at Road America, at Mid-Ohio, at you know, Detroit Grand Prix, at, you know, all these other places and then obviously the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's um, you know, something that I've been very proud to do and do a part of be a part of Team Penske has been awesome. You had high hopes and expectations on your own. Yep. Where did you fall in the list of that of what you wanted to accomplish this year was, in your mind? Oh, probably like a B, B plus. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, uh, at times during the year I, I, I sort of lost myself a little bit. Um, you know, being you know, a little bit over competitive and, and asking a bit for myself. Um, but, you know, once I sort of settled down, I had that obviously fast start at Texas getting second. And it was like, you know, I want to go to every rack track and get a podium every race. I, you know, and realistically, in my head, I felt like I could do it. But realistically, in real real time, I couldn't, you know. And it was just about learning and realizing I'm a rookie and how much I had to take in. And I was proud where we finished the last half a dozen races. You live in Huntersville, North Carolina. And in a couple of weeks, NASCAR is going to run on the wrong uh, yeah. at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to go see yeah, that yeah, as a fan. Yeah. Because I, in a I, lot of ways, honestly, it's got to be a combination between what you did in supercars and what these guys do in IndyCar on a road course. How intrigued are you by that role? Yeah, I'm very intrigued. I think uh, the NASCAR looks very difficult on a, on a road course. Uh, looks like a big bus, to be honest. Just that it's very heavy and lots of power, but. Uh, I've become quite close with Ryan Blaney, and, and I'll certainly go down to uh, down to the Roval. I've never been to Charlotte Motor Speedway before, so I'll go check it out and experience a bit. Carly will probably come with me, my wife, and we'll check it all out. But yes, it's going to be an interesting weekend, and hopefully it's a dry one because I know when it rains there, it's quite hard. How much time are you going to spend in the off season at the General Motors Simulator in Huntersville? Yeah, I've already got uh, I've got three in the next month uh, set up in October, so I've got plenty of sessions coming up on the on the simulator to get better. I need understand qualifying a little bit better to get that little bit of speed and we'll be okay. One thing that a lot of our fans already know about you is you're from New Zealand, you've spent much of your career in Australia, but you're a big NFL fan. Huge NFL fan. You're a Panthers fan, a Carolina Panthers fan. You're married to a New York Jets fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How ironic was it that that was the season opener, yeah. Panthers versus Jets? And they whooped them, you know? So, no, I think Carly, she's a fan, but she's not really a fan. She's, she's not right into football like I am, but at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm excited for what Darnold's bringing to the Panthers, and he's been playing really well. We're 3-0 right now, hopefully go 4-0. Uh, if we beat the Cowboys, we're the real deal, I reckon, so we'll see what we've got. You do know that he did come from the New York Jets I, no, I do know that, yeah, yeah. And yeah I was a bit worried so, about that, but um, he's, he's proved me wrong. So, Carly, is he an obnoxious Panthers fan? He's a fake no. Panthers fan. Oh, <laughs> he used to be a Jets fan, and then he changed over. So. Yeah, do, do your Jets days go all the way back to Shea Stadium? Uh, my best days, 
The Mets days. Oh, all right. Yeah, she's a big Mets fan. Probably more so baseball than football, to be honest. I'm a I'm a Mets fan though. She's got to watch. It happened one one day in Queens. Documentary on Thirty for Thirty. Yeah. About the '86 Mets. Anyway, getting back to racing though. It's getting back to a lot of high hopes for you, and uh, what do you see? You got to pick up the game in 2022. What area? Qualifying. Straight away. Uh, that's my, my main area is to get through Q2 more often than not. And if I can get to the top 12 more often than not, we're going to set ourselves up a lot better and, and have better weekends because our race pace is right there. I've, you know, the last three, four weekends I've had the top five best race lap time. Uh, I feel good in the car. I feel like my tire life is good. Uh, it's just a matter of me getting through that final stage of qualifying and I think we can do it we've done it before we've got to the fast six but it's just a matter of making sure we do it more often than not yeah, do you know yet if we're going to be a three car team or a four car team not sure yet it's uh, that's certainly up to Roger obviously Simon's left uh, for Shank and we're going to miss him a lot but um, I think Roger will uh, sort that out in the next month or so well, Scott McLaughlin, you are the Rookie of the Year, and that's got to be uh, one of the goals that you had when you came into the season. So uh, certainly. You check that box off. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next year you can check off a championship yep. or an Indy 500 that wins. Good. Congratulations on Rookie of the Year, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. Finally, let's meet the man on the timing stand of the number 10 NTT Data Honda, it's Barry Wanzer of Chip Ganassi Racing. Wanzer celebrated another championship for the team, but it was his first with the number 10 entry at Chip Ganassi Racing since Dario Franchitti in 2011. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is the IndyCar champion team manager, Barry Wanzer. Barry, it's Chip Ganassi's 14th IndyCar championship. 10 for you as a team manager, 13 overall. After you win that many championships, how do you keep them all straight? What makes each one different? What makes each one special? Um, that's kind of a question, Bruce. Like we, uh, we kind of strive to stay focused on focusing forward. Yeah. We don't really get a lot of time to celebrate and look back. It's uh, it's nice when others look back for us and remind us. So, um, you know, we have obviously had a lot of accomplishments at Chip Ganassi Racing. And, you know, for myself, I've been fortunate to work with so many great people. Um, they certainly make my job easier. Um, and uh, but everyone, everyone has special moments, you know, whether it was the first one for me um, with Alex Zanardi in 97 um, to this one with our new Alex, um, who was born the year I started with the team in 97. That just goes to show you how uh, success, I guess, goes in numbers. But what was it about Alex below when you realized this kid's something special? Well, you know, we had the pleasure to have Dario with us on the, on the stand for testing. We'll help with some of the evaluating and stuff. And and the, the unique thing about Alex that was kind of refreshing is he was very, very precise with his car placement. Um, he was very precise in what he needed in the car. And that allowed his race engineer, Julian Robertson, and the rest of the engineering staff to tailor the car for what he needed. And then you saw he got the speed out of the car. It was, it was impressive to see. And we saw that very early on in testing. Also, we saw that he was a winner in the very first race of the season. There's only been three drivers that have won their first race for Chip Ganassi Racing. When you think of, it was Dan Weldon and Michael Andretti and Alex Pelot, 
That's a pretty elite group. It's that's that's pretty special. You know, when you look at how uh, how strong the the IndyCar field was this year, with the you know all teams and drivers capable of winning races, um, it just it's, it's certainly more rewarding when when you do have early success. But we weren't surprised. And as far though as the upside of him, he's only 24 years old, and we may not have even he may not have scratched the surface yet on what he's capable of doing. You know, he, he's obviously, he learned a lot in his rookie year. He learned um, and, and a, a lot more this year with us, um, having great teammates, you know, having a big team to support him. He took full advantage of that, and uh, the performance was there. But certainly at his age, what he's capable of, he's learning more every day. He's like a sponge. He just won't stop learning. He's uh, he's very engaged with the team uh, on the uh on a frequent basis for, for many things, whether it's engineering or, or stopping by to see the mechanics, everybody, he's very engaged. So um, it's uh, it's going to be fun to see how it plays out, see what he's going to be, you know, what he can accomplish in a, in a potentially very long career. It's been a very long time, 2011, in fact, since the 10 car had celebrated a championship until this year with Alex. How important was it to get a championship for the 10 car? Oh, it was huge. You know, it's, um, it, it's you know, every, every year the team is, makeup is a little bit different um, where, where you are in, your, in, the, in the pit box. Um, and, yeah, like you said, it's been uh, quite a few years. You know, we were fortunate to win a few races since then, um, but uh, never in contention for a championship. And really, I mean, that was that was the goal of, you know, just to be in contention, and then once we were there, it's like, okay, this is pretty awesome. Let's uh, let's keep this going and, uh, and 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 finish it off. And um, you know, for for myself and Ricky Davis and Julian Robertson, we all have been with the team over 25 years. So to to be able to accomplish that with the 10 car with Alex has been really really special for us. And how cool was it to have Dario as part of the 10 car group? Because he was the last driver in the 10 car to win a championship, and now Alex has the championship in the 10 car. It, it was really awesome, and you know, Dario, you know, has evolved into a role to to help all of the drivers and the team for many for many reasons. But the the, the unique thing was. He had readily admitted during the race, especially near the end of the race, he was more nervous watching from the stand than he would be in his reflecting back on his position if he was in the car. Yes. That's exactly what he told me after the race. And short off season in some ways, the season's gonna start February this year. Yep. In twenty twenty two. It's going to be like one race a month going into the month of May. Do you like that setup? Start earlier in February and have one right. I, I do. A month? I like that. You know, we uh, we do always have limited testing, so um, I think it's good to get racing again. I think it's good for the for the teams, for the for the drivers, for the fans to be racing earlier, um, and it makes the uh, off season shorter. Um, there's not many changes that we're aware of that are coming with the cars, so we're pretty much going to be going in next year. Um, with this package, um, and then be at the end of the year, be rolling into the new 2023 engine package with the hybrid. So we're all, we're pretty excited about that. But 
the focus is on 2022. So, All four drivers showed improvement this year, including the rookie, Jimmy Johnson, if you can call it, seven-time NASCAR Cup <laughs> champion, a rookie. But I would say after the Nashville race, each race thereafter, he showed progressive improvement each successive race after that. How important was that for his development? I think it was awesome for his development. You know, he, he came into this with the desire to do something he's wanted to do since he was he was a very young racer. Um, his, but his career went in a different path. So he's been able to fulfill a, a, a lifelong dream to race an IndyCar. And he's had a, an incredible year. It's been fun to watch him progress. And he's made great, great progress. Um, and, you know, he's he's he was committed from day one. He was committed all, all summer throughout the season and you saw like you say from Nashville on he really started to show progress and he, he finished strong at at, uh, at Long Beach so it was fun to see him end the season and now now he's uh, we're dabbling in possibly doing the Oval so it's been fun he's had a he had a great test at Texas about a month ago and we're uh, we're going to do an ROP program here at the Speedway uh, on Wednesday so it's going to be really fun for him as they say Chip likes winners but he also likes champions so go ahead and celebrate that 14th IndyCar Championship for Chip Ganassi Racing. Team manager, Barry Wanzer, thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass. Thanks, Bruce. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank 2021 NTT IndyCar Series champion Alex Pillow of Chip Ganassi Racing, championship runner-up Joseph Newgarden, and IndyCar Rookie of the Year Scott McLaughlin of Team Penske, Third in the standings, Pato Award of Arrow McLaren SP, and Chip Ganassi Racing team manager, Barry Wanzer, for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. The season may be over and the championship decided, but Pit Pass Indy will continue to race forward in the offseason with more in-depth interviews featuring the biggest names in the NTT IndyCar series. So please be sure to continue to tune in to Pit Pass Indy. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin. And final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.